Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveals, the show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly. And if you need to find me, you can catch me with all of uh, Sonic's friends at the mall. It's me, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I am joined by my fine furry friends. Would you like to tell people who it is that you are? Hi, it's me, it's Stephanie, and I am indeed furry enough that I was surprised my dad didn't make a comment about me shaving my legs while I was with him the last week, because he has opinions, and I don't care for them, and I like to have body hair because I'm lazy. So yeah, I am I am a furry friend today. <laughs> Eric's also a furry friend. Thanks, Steph. Probably. Happy to be here. Great to be here. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Love to be here. Um, you know, uh, it's just great to be here uh, with you on this podcast. Thank you. Nice, nice. Um, How are you feeling about being here, Eric? It's great. It's great to be here. Thank you. Do you want to cover that again? Yeah, uh, it's my. I'm I'm Eric, and I'm. It's great for me to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I always laugh hearing body hair debates because I don't like having body hair, but I'm also lazy, so it is what it is. My the what if he had made a comment? My plan because these are this is like the like spirit of the staircase shit that I think about in my head like in advance of having conversations with my dad was that uh, what up you know like when you're trying to like one up a conspiracy theorist and you're like you believe the moon landing was real and you're like you believe in the moon yeah like basically like i wanted to like if he said anything i was going to be like mm, actually shaving was like was invented by big razor in the 40s to sell more razors during the war so i'm not gonna buy into that conspiracy but he, but that, then he never then he but never that's, said anything that actually happened that's not even a conspiracy thing it's a conspiracy fact yeah <laughs> how are y'all doing today on this on this great well, you day? know as i said it's great to be here dom thanks for asking uh you know <laughs> He's, uh, he's feeling great, I think. Before you got here, though, how was it? How was your uh, look behind the curtain? It's a Monday. We hate Mondays. How was yours? Oh, you know, today uh, it was a Monday. It was great to be there on this Monday. Uh, what What is this bit? What's this bit from? <laughs> I, nothing, I think. <laughs> I don't Just know. Every Hell podcast yeah. guest. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. It's like when you interview athletes after a sporting event when they're like, you know, their uh, their heartbeat hasn't even dropped yet. Like, hey, how, uh, you know, what did you learn from that game? You know, it seems like the other team got the better of you. What did you learn today? Like, uh, oh, we played a great game. They played a great ass. game. Like, uh, it was great we to be here. We played a great game. Uh, we're just gonna, yeah. they, they ended up, they tried harder than us. They just, we just didn't have the hustle today. Yeah. Uh, no, I it, forget which uh, which Steeler it was, but someone interviewed him. They're like, so, like, what do you have to say uh, after this game? He's like, nothing. We lost. He's like, well. <laughs> she was like, "Well, what takeaways can you take from this? Like, are there any lessons learned?" He's like, "No, we lost." Just all over. Next time, don't lose. The lesson is get good, son. <laughs> yeah, he's from the uh, Dark Souls school of football. <laughs> get better. Get good. All you have to do in football, all you have to do is dodge roll, and you'll be fine. <laughs> That's technically surprisingly true. not wrong. Um, Dude, if I just yeah, saw a fo- like if I saw a football game and like one of the players just started like fucking dodge rolling like all the way down the field, I'd be like, that man deserves that touchdown. Like, I don't even you stop kind him. Of ca- Someone fact check this and write back to us. But I think there's some rule that if you go down without being contacted, 
Like, you, you can, can just get keep up and going. keep going. Like, if you just fall and no one touches you, I think you could just keep going. So, so there is nothing stopping you from dodge rolling, especially if you get the iframes and never get touched. I was going to um, say, yeah, it's like, uh, whatchamacallit, it's like the, um, like, traveling in in basketball, but you it's not traveling because you're not being, I don't know, you're still going, you're on your own, you're, even yeah, though you, you drop the ball, you can just keep going. Look, I'm not, a, I I'm, think that metaphor works. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not traveling. I'm a freeman on the basketball court. Uh, you can't you can't ticket me for traveling. Uh, I don't need a license. <laughs> it's great for I'm him to be there. Citizen. He's a libertarian, but only insofar as it relates to basketball court. <laughs> the idea is, I'm a hardcore libertarian. Oh, what are your beliefs? I think you should be allowed to travel in basketball. <laughs> what else? That's oh, it. I mean, that's about it, really. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I just... Too many rules in basketball <laughs> specifically. What about football? The exact amount. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. It's fine. Wait, American football or the world's football? Yes. <laughs> um, we get some pop culture news this week. Uh, yeah, some of it happened today on this Monday, so it's yeah, good. Some of it, it happened today on this Really, Monday. it's good that we didn't record on Sunday as usual. Yeah, so... Uh, not a lot. Take that linear time. The, uh, yeah, take that. I'm going to start off with some Sonic news so we just get it out of the way. Um, over the weekend, a trend kind of came back and blew up a little bit of just people drawing Sonic characters at mall locations. I don't know where it started or why this happened, but they're just pictures of like Sonic and Tails going to like the Jamba Juice or Shadow trying <laughs> to look like look like he's not interested in going into the hot topic or like. I saw Knuckles a picture. Five, guys. I saw a random picture of like a Sonic person, like but like photoshopped into a Miku T-shirt, leaving a Spencer's. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't know why this blew up. I think because it's if you could draw a Sonic character, it's a relatively low effort meme because you have to just draw a Sonic character walking somewhere yeah. and say, "Here's a stock photo from a mall." Uh, I wonder if some of this is also driven by like specifically the generation that would be drawing like Sonic art like this like they're kind of like nostalgia for malls and like i don't know about yeah. y'all's malls but the ones that i they grew up with closing. are like straight up gone like yeah, there's very few malls near me the ones that are there are doing okay um just because of the stuff that's around them right like uh i live in pittsburgh so obviously i live, live relatively close to the robinson mall and there's just a lot of stuff up there like a giant just... ikea like restaurants hotels so the mall there's like oh you can just go to the mall as well and see like the ones around me in my current city like they're i think they're still doing okay but i actually what brought that thought to my mind is that i just saw a, a news article this week about my like i don't know where i spent a lot of my youth my teenage years in another city that the local mall there is closing down and like being like shuttered and like partially demolished like, where do the mall hooligans go now? yeah like i was like that was my life like Discord? after school we would go to the mall and just exist like i don't i i don't know what the current culture is for younger people anyway um i don't yeah. know how much they would be trying to go outside especially since covid like right. a lot of stuff um we need more parks and public spaces but um yeah, some friends came into town. My uh, my partner's friends came in town. We haven't seen them in a while, and they are they are librarians. Um, and one of the things they told us was that you kind of pull double duty as a social worker in a lot of places. Oh, Obviously, yeah. not legally a social worker. You know, it'd be better if you could go see one. But kids will come in and talk to you about different stuff as they're reading books or using the internet, or you know, because they don't need help with research anymore. No one needs the Dewey Decimal System. 
Uh, you could just either Google search it or have the library computer search it, right? But uh, and that's your if place... your library really should be running on the Library of Congress system these days because the Dewey Decimal, Dewey Decimal, like like his name is Dewey Decimal. Uh, <laughs> Dewey was a huge racist. Yeah, oh, for yes, well, he's just and so... a sexist and like a sexist for the time, like. <laughs> That's, like, and that's saying something. He was like something. extremely like handsy and terrible Ooh. for the time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like men of their time, I saw someone trying to say like, "Hey guys, you know we should remember that H.P. Lovecraft was, was getting better when he died." And it's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how much I care, man. Like, what's better? A, he well, like saying, "Yo, I was a fucking racist and shouldn't have did that." Like, like I think there was some pretty explicit him being like, "I was a bad person." And Shouldn't have named okay. my cat the N word. Yeah, that's like, it. That trying to get anyone... into heaven right now. Look, I am yeah. gonna. I don't know if he knew he was going to die at that point, but I'm just like, that's interesting. Still is a horrible guy, and Cthulhu's still a cool monster. Like, I don't, I don't think we have to like forgive the guy to be like, yeah, he he wrote some decent stuff that was problematic. Okay, like I also cool. do want to say, like, this is not in defense of Lovecraft. Like, he was racist, but like, <laughs> apparently the cat was not named by him it was like just a cat that was like around and it like became his cat and that's what people <laughs> called it so then he got associated with like naming his cat the n-word so like that's... i just feel like <laughs> that's when even... i adopted my cat yeah her name you... was katie at the shelter say, if and you I got a cat and your Sophie. cat from the shelter's name was the n-word you would take it home and give it a different name <laughs> But, and I would tell other people, I wouldn't say, this is my cat, Sophie, who used to be named the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you don't say, this, this is my, my cat, cat Sophie, Sophie, FKA. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Because H.P. Lovecraft was a bad person, he insisted on dead naming his cat, and it came back to bite him. <laughs> and his legacy is, is being that. Um, his legacy is being a uh, like a kind of racist person um, about <laughs> other about specific race, su- races they consider subhuman and having a name that's two initials and then two syllables for the last name. Wait a minute. Hold on. Who are you talking about here? <laughs> our, uh, our favorite uh, wizarding school uh, whatchamacallit, the, the unproblematic and lesbian-defending pre- creator of, uh, Mr. Harold Potter. Ah, uh, Harold Potter. Uh, that's why J.R.R. Tolkien's like, ah, three so <laughs> three initials, you're not fucking with me. Yep, he was, he's like, you're I'm not J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> um, you better fucking remember the Ronald and the rule. <laughs> I love reading stories about, who's the guy who wrote the, um... The Jesus line books? Uh, C.S. Lewis. Yes, I love hearing all the stories about C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien, how they just did shit to screw with each other. <laughs> like, it would yes. put stuff in. They did, like, C.S. Lewis do, like, put Santa Claus in his books just to piss off J.R.R. Tolkien or something. Like, I read that. I don't know if it was true. See, I like yeah. that petty stuff of, like, this kind of fits in the canon of my work. But I don't care. I'm going to do it because I know it would piss off my friend and rival. Oh, is it the lamp. I think the lamp post, actually. Like, the... The lamp girl, like in the waist, that like when Lucy goes in through the wardrobe and finds that's the first thing she finds is, uh, I think that also has something to do with spite. Yeah, that's hilarious. I I, I love that pet. Like, I don't know why it was assigned <clears throat> that women were out of the, the the two larger groups that we tend to use for genders. gender. 
I don't know why women were the ones that got considered sassy and catty, because men love being sassy and catty. It's the best shit. I love it so much. It's hilarious to do shit like that. Um, but the other, uh, the last bit of Sonic news, which is actually news, um, apparently all the Olive Garden jokes in the first Sonic movie weren't product placement. They didn't get paid to do that. It just, just makes it so uh, much better. Did they get better. paid by Zillow? Yeah. Yeah, the guy did a, one of the writers did an interview, and he was saying the original joke was just the guy gives them the Olive Garden gift card at the end as sort of a, a joke about how cheap he was, and then, like, people just kept improvising and doing rewrites, and it just became this whole running gag in the movie. He's like, yeah, that's different, like, the Zillow thing, yeah, that was 100% product placement, I didn't even write that, like, that was just given to us, like, that's fine, but the Olive Garden thing, no, they never gave us any money. I have nothing to show for that other than the joke of it. And it makes and it so good. So funny. Yeah, that makes it, like, <laughs> yeah, even better. Pure. Um, yeah. So I remember saying at the time, like, that's the stupid shit that people would say, like, hey, man, you want to go to Olive Garden? Like, oh, yeah, dude, we could be family there. Like, that, like people do talk like that, and it is... It's cringy when we do it. I'm but pretty it's sure real that's life. some shit that our friend group has said when we would go to the Olive Absolutely. Garden at cons. Like, yeah, yeah, that's I, I, that's why I said I've said this before. Yeah. I can't blame this movie for doing. And then finding out, like, no, that's a, that's just a joke that they just keep making. Oh, I actually have one that's more amazing. piece of Sonic news. So you lied oh, about oh, saying wow. that that was the end of the Sonic news. I have one. This more. end of my Sonic news. Please take the reins. Oh well, I was just gonna say. So apparently, you know. Uh, this is kind of like from a game preservationist and also just like general consumer standpoint with the whole like announcement yeah. of Sonic Origins, that uh, collection that's coming out over the summer, uh, Sega started pulling um, other versions of those games that were previously for sale in other like marketplaces. So like you could previously buy like Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 and stuff on Steam and places like that. And they're pulling them out of there in preparation for Sonic Origins to come out, which is something that a lot of companies have done when they're like, we're making a new version of this game. So yeah, we're going to just the nice new clean remastered version of this game. Yeah. So we're going to discontinue sales of the old version or whatever, which like, why do you weirdos want the old version? Right. And the answer is like, well, those weirdos that want the old version might want it for the fact that they might not like some of the changes made yeah. to the new version or like they have you heard of a man named George Lucas? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, so, like, I just wanted to say, like, you know, from, like, a weird, like, consumerist and, like, game preservationist standpoint, I agree that it's, like, a shitty business practice. Like, please, like, if it you, is. like, don't do that, like, game companies. Like, if you are, you know, re releasing a new product that is, like, a remake of an old product, that old product should still exist places. You know, yeah, those are two are dis even, different things. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, some of the versions, like the remastered ones that were already out, are staying out. Like the Sonic one that got made for phones, the version that most people have been able to buy anyway. Right. It's a bad business practice, and I'm not excusing it. I'm going to say I don't think it matters in this sense because I think the versions on Steam were just ROMs anyway. Yeah, it's, and it, this, is, this is a company that doesn't care that people are constantly hacking their ROMs. So it's like, eh, I, I wish we would have preserved those old Genesis versions. Yeah, the version on Steam, it's like eh, that is just a ROM. Yeah, it's 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 more along the but lines of it's a of, shitty business. Yeah, it's, it's more I, I absolutely. I was gonna agree. say it's more just the discussion of like, hey, like. It's, we like it's not okay. Goal. Yeah, it's not okay for any company to do that. And like, you know, because it also like opened up a discussion of like, do we archive like every version of like a collection that comes out? Because like, if you think about it, like how many times has Sega released like a, 
Genesis collection, like where it's, you know, just like a, a group of 30 Genesis games or whatever. And like, they're all different in certain ways. Like we should probably like. Yeah, there's something unique about each of these collections. Oh. Yeah. I would say similar to the way that maybe books do whenever they do a reprint. I don't know what that way is. Um, but for instance, like there's the version of Twilight. Then there's the version of Twilight that came out after the movies did that points out that it's from a movie. Right. I don't know what impact that has on any of the the books, like other than the cover. I don't actually know. I don't follow books. So in that uh, in that sense, it's that it just it has a different ISBN, like a different product number, so yeah. it counts as a completely different product. Like the sales of the movie tie-in don't like attribute to the like you have, they're they're counted separately. Yeah. Okay. But um. But yeah, like, but like, we do that kind of stuff all the time. Like, here's the edition that like is it has like a question, like a Q and A with the author at the end, or like here, like the adult team does a lot of like uh reading book or like reading group guides or like like book club guides that put that that go in certain editions of like when the paperback of a book comes out because that's what more book clubs are reading like mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think provided the space exists every version that comes out should is, should be preserved the, the pr- yeah the problem with that i think is it gets hard is a lot of these collections are just a collection of roms yeah so mm-hmm. if you were to archive that it would still be version whatever the i the equivalent of isbn number was for the original sonic one that released this uh-huh. particular copy is exactly the same but the one on Sonic Mega Collection Plus might not be the same for one reason. Um, for instance, we all a lot of people that are into it know that the the PAL version, which I forget what PAL is, but like the European Japanese version of Sonic One, runs at a different frame rate than the American one, even though they're on the same software. So Sonic mm-hmm. One in Europe is a slower game. Yep. Not even like ours is fast. It, fast, it can't go fast. The whole yeah. point of it is to go fast. So that's makes levels like Marble Zone even more unbearable because yeah. it just physically moves slower. And it's like, wait, that's a whole ass different game then. It's a different experience. That should be archived differently. No one's going to ever play it really, but it should be there. So yeah, you raise a good point, Eric. Preservation is important. Yep. Just, you know, the idea that, the, you know, like all these different collections, everything like should be kept separate and, but they also should still keep be available. Keep it safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, As cool. a wise wizard once said. Um, also, uh, just to know, we are sponsored by Grinding Coffee Company, but more on them at the end. I'm learning from YouTubers. You got to do, you got to say it twice. Oh, really? Um, so, uh, I don't know how much we want to get into this because it's draining, but like <laughs> the Elon Musk Twitter saga continues. And it still it continues sure to this day. Like things come out every single day. So, like, I don't really know how much we should really talk about it until it's like settled deals. Actually, like, settled deal. Yeah. So, like, the, the timeline includes him officially going to buy, but then maybe not actually. So, yeah. Um, well, we have seen those a lot more uh, right-wing uh, figureheads are getting more followers on the app. Um, all, Apparently, like, Mike are... Lindell, the MyPillow guy, got unbanned for like four hours. On and accident. Then within four hours was banned again. <laughs> well, just say it, running his mouth. Roger Stone also made a new account and then immediately got banned again for avoiding his previous ban. So like, hey, at least the system's working. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't know what the system is, but it's doing stuff. So like, <laughs> it's doing something. If it keeps a Roger of Stone off of it, in. like, great. That's yeah. fantastic. If, if, if the eventual changes of this system can prevent bots from being on here, 
I think we'll at least be in a better situation. Because um, I, I don't. Elon think Musk Elon will have Musk. half as many fo- followers as he currently has. It's something like fifty percent of his followers are bots. So yeah, he also said um, he wants to verify every human, which scary prospect. Mm. However, that puts accountability on a lot of people, and I think there would be uh, less people being crazy on the internet if there was a tie to their real persona. He's um, also yeah, be very unsafe for the rest of us. But if you can't make a sock puppet account. Mm, yeah. A lot of lot of lot of lot of trolls uh, go away. He is also a free speech absolutist, though, which like is just not a thing that I want out of like any social media system. And he yeah. also like, like straight up can't do that and still exist in places like Europe. Like Europe does not abide yeah. by that same ideal. So like yeah, you can't legally. Yeah, you have to follow other countries' rules. Yeah. Yeah. The so. uh, that's like and even that. It's listeners. I spent the last week with my dad, so I uh, <laughs> I'm in a in a certain kind of mental place. But that was like he was like, "Haha, you th- isn't it so funny, Elon Musk buying Twitter?" And I was like, I was like, "It's a pr- I mean, it's like he, like he's gonna let people say what they want to say." And I was like, Man, "People already people do that. Say, people already do that. Like, and p- Twitter is a private business, and the government." Like, free speech has nothing to do with what people can and can't say on Twitter. I saw, When I signed up for Twitter, I checked a box that says, I will not call anyone the N-word on Twitter, essentially. And, like, not that I was ever gonna, but, like, if I did, I could get kicked off of Twitter for that, and it would be justified. Like... You probably wouldn't, though, but... But I, I, I probably wouldn't, because plenty of people are out there doing that, but... Yeah, it's awful. It's really bad. But, t- like, if, if I bad. were kicked off for being a hate speech person, it would be justified, because that is, like, in the terms and services. If they change the, like, if they change the TOS... And again, yeah. it's... It's, it's like, just the misunderstanding of, like, free speech means, like, freedom of persecution freedom from, from the government. Yeah, well, it's it's they they want to be consequence free in places where that speech is not actually protected. Like, yeah, exactly. Some let's, fucking let's, nonsense. Let's, let's keep it real. They want the reason people are complaining about free speech is because they want an audience. They don't want the freedom to speak because they have that. They want the they want the luxury of being heard. Well, and we've and always that's why, like that's why they won't just stay on gap. Yeah, we, like, we I think that. We, go ahead. We talked about that like a few weeks ago about like they they have their spaces, but those spaces are vastly less popular because they don't have the people to yell at there. Like they don't get yeah. to go and spread their garbage, so they don't like it there as much. The fun part of social media for them is trying to piss other people off. I'm making other people unhappy yes yeah because if you want like free speech type stuff without it like because you could always go on like 4chan is still there like pretty much the only thing you can't sure do on 4chan is. is like is like child stuff right like that's mm-hmm. which i think is a good line right like just I think, line. I think is it always maintained on 4chan uh, no. I think yes on 4chan. They're very it's, good it's about that 8chan. Yeah. It's pretty Yeah, okay. I was going to say also 4chan like I'm pretty sure they tried to cut down on like just straight up like w- like right-wing white supremacist like, like white Nazi na- yeah. like like a lot of that like they what? tried to but I don't know how successful that is. I I feel like that's cuz that's not their goal. Like they're like, "Hey, we were just saying this stuff to be edgy. Like if y'all really believe that, y'all got to go somewhere else, man. Like, oh, we can't discern the difference. See you later. Then we're not going to do that." Like and cuz there are places, but like you if you're on like an anonymous website and everyone's laughing at your joke about how you slurred a bunch of queer people, 
you can't profit off of that and people want that as well so like i'm sorry man like it's just not wouldn't nobody wants that like nobody wants that so yeah Uh, like and and that's that's the other thing is like like it's just like tell me what you want to say that you can't say tell tell me what what you want to say that why are you afraid to say it it's it's the let's go brandon thing all over again it's like if you believe it say it with your whole chest my dude like and that's half of the game is well look how irrational the libs are they're saying fuck this and fuck that like they're getting like if i have to see that screaming woman face one more time dog like why do conservatives only have like two jokes like and one of the jokes is just like, hey, remember that one time that triggered woman? Like, yeah, I do remember that. Like, that's that's not that funny, really. It's, Which is it's why I love so much when they say that the left can't meme. Because I'm like, well, like, conservatives, like, legitimately, like, scientific studies, like, you can't humor. Like, you, yeah, like, like, you don't ba- get you're it. You're actually bad at it. Like, <laughs> like, one of our local news sites, because they're just cesspools of ignorance, it was just all kinds of, like, copy pastas of that woman. And I'm like, dog, like... Y'all gotta have one other thing y'all can say right now. Yeah. Like, like there have to be some somebody else has to be like a target for you. Um, well, it's a lot of like punching down versus like punching. But up there's so and many different like people to punch down on. Like, yeah, there's you could pick any other picture, any other picture. You could have there's pictures of people crying all over the internet. Like, it's so easy to find, and well, they're just too lazy. Yeah, it's like the the whole like they they fall back on the I identify as an attack helicopter. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's one joke. One joke. They have one yeah. joke. Like, and if you've ever met somebody on the left, there's so many things you can make fun of us for. Because mm-hmm. right? as human beings, left, right, center, libertarian, we're all pretty cringy. And this is a fact. It's and a honestly, if you wanted to make fun of like. If you want to like say fuck Biden or like like make fun of him, like a lot of the time we're gonna agree. Yeah, like, no, like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> and I think that's what part of it is. Is if they, part of the strategy is libs are triggered and can't control their emotion, but us look, we don't even cuss. We're very polite. We're even headed. Like, yeah, I we see. We just where you allude s- to our feelings. Yeah, we don't. I like how you wrote Buck Fiden. Yeah, it really was hard to understand what you mean there. Like, uh, but you didn't say the F word, so I guess you're polite. So that's, I don't know. Hey, um, there's we went down a rabbit El- hole. There's an El Muerto movie, <laughs> uh, coming out. Like, there's be a sequel to Morbius or something. Oh, I, I don't even anything know what that? that is. Yeah, what the hell is that? I uh, like it's, a, it's a film. Did, did Sony really decide that Morbius made enough money to have a sequel? Um, Bad Bunny, uh, the rapper, is unveiled as new Marvel hero Amorto for Sony Pictures. Uh, it's set to hit theaters in January twelfth, twenty twenty four. I think I it's mean, just like twenty twenty four is a long way away. That's very far. It's not He's that like far another... away when you're making creative shit. I'm already re- working on 2024 books. Well, I mean, I get he's that. Another, uh, uh, it, it's he's just... another Sony. Uh, uh, he's another Spider-Man villain. Okay. No, no thoughts. I, no thoughts. I just, uh, it's just that's. I mean, it's that thought. Like, I mean, good for Bad Bunny. I feel like he's like. I think I saw his uh, what call like his Mecca look was pretty decent too. I can't remember what it was, but I remember seeing something. But uh, I don't know. I. I just don't understand uh, what you call Sony's strategy there because the reason Ven like I and they know the reason Venom did so well is because like it gave it was people like and gay. yeah it gave people like fucking new 
like creepy monster fucker blorbos to like obsess over like like you made a love actually trailer for the dvd release like we know like you made it you made a rom-com trailer like we know that you know why that movie was successful enough to get a second movie i mean they played it up in the second one so like they know yeah don't lie don't lie i mean Um, honestly the the thought on this is that it's just them wanting to make more of like a cinematic universe within the spider-man stuff like it's just they want money they want the cash. Well, I understand wanting more money, but like I felt like there's got to be a better way to make more money. <laughs> there's got to be Probably. a better way. Like, um, Spider-Man infomercial, like uh, they do. On. They do have all of the other spider people. Like they could do any of them. Yeah, like I, I don't know why they're they're going with these, but I mean, hey. Who would have thought Iron Man could have kicked off a whole cinematic universe, you know? So I think that's what they're they're just trying to catch that. They're like, if we throw enough spaghetti at the wall, like it's eventually gonna stick and we're like, guys, you have to cook the spaghetti first. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Um More movie news, the Mario movie got pushed back. Uh, excuse me. You mean Chris Pratt's Super Mario Brothers movie? Because that's how I I'm saw it titled. I that's how I saw it titled uh every single time i saw this post like oh chris when it... pratt's super mario brothers yes and oh, i was like I... he did not make super mario brothers um I-, I just saw the the tweet that came from apparently miyamoto himself <laughs> on the nintendo account yes. he's like it's not coming out yet but it's gonna be good wasn't like mr miyamoto has something important to say and it was like we're delaying the movie and like whatever it's fine i just i thought it was funny because literally every time i saw it posted on like the movies subreddit or on twitter it was always like chris pratt's the mario movie has been delayed and i'm like he is only a voice he's the only a voice in the movie he's not even directing the movie no (laughs) so whatever he's so cool yeah he's so cool though uh I did like I did see a good take from someone saying that like they're probably delaying it not only for like production but also for um to coincide with the opening of the Universal Studios uh Are they super, making, like, a super Mario World. Yeah, there's a Super Mario World opening in America like they did in Japan. So probably I heard the one in Japan was probably I heard the one in Japan was pretty neat. Yeah, every video I saw of it looked pretty cool. Would I pay to go to one? Mm. <laughs> uh, not in a COVID world, but I, I, I'd visit. Fucking shit you know, together. I'd, to I'd, I'd like to see a Nintendo world. I'd like to walk through like a pipe or something. You know, see like the <laughs> costumed people. You know, it's... yeah, it, it would be neat. But like, like just also knowing like the amount that they charge for tickets for those things for me to be like in two hours, be like, yeah, that sure was cool. I guess like... <laughs> had a good time in there. Like, it would need to have a lot of rides and interactivity, I think. And I remember, like, their tour that they gave of the one in Japan. It was like, oh, so there are, like, five rides, like, maybe. Well, it's, like, part of Universal, right? You just go. Yes, yeah. And, like, but you also... Tear down the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando and replace it with Super Mario. I mean... I heard, uh, like, a story about the uh, Wizarding World. Mm -hmm. Um, Some, uh, uh... this guy on YouTube was talking about it. Uh, Duncan Daster is his YouTube name. His name's Duncan. Um, 
But he went on a trip to there when he was in high school, and apparently one of the guys that was working there was pissed off for whatever reason. He's like, yeah, I'll tell you all the secrets. And apparently <laughs> the reason some of the places... Like, he said it was on... Apparently the engineers who worked on in Architects had a nightmare working with J.K. Rowling because she had, like, what? so much creative control. <laughs> and she... They tried to make some of the buildings bigger so that they could accommodate the fact that a lot of people are going to want to go in them. Like, uh-huh. the, like all the di- Diagon Alley Diagon places. Alley shit, yeah. And she's like, no, they have to be the right size. And like, but Joanne, this is an amusement park. Yeah, that's... <laughs> We're going to have a lot of people in there. They're like, she's like, no, it needs to match what it says on the page. And, and the guy was like, I don't know if this story is accurate, but the fact but that this guy told like us it. this makes me believe it's true. And that will always paint a picture in my head of this woman and i i can believe it being true um but it's just it's just very funny that like your little gift shop is too small and you're not allowed to make it any bigger even though everyone who's working on is like this is too small yeah this is like work. hey uh miss miss joanne um so i know you made up this whole thing and that's so cool but we make up theme parks. Yeah, and we know that there's going to be, like, you know, thousands and upon thousands of people going through here every day, and they're going to want to go inside the stores where they spend money that let us pay for your theme park. Which, by the way, if you do ever, if you are ever at Universal, it only counts, or like, your ticket does not count towards J.K. Rowling, uh, even if you are, go to the Wizarding World, only if you spend money in the Wizarding World shops does uh, does it count towards, like, ah, someone enjoyed the Wizarding World today. So don't buy a wand. So don't buy a wand or, like, butterbeer or whatever the fuck. Just go get a hot dog by the Revenge of the Mummy ride. Also, if you do want a magic wand for, like, whatever reason, whether you want to still enjoy Harry Potter or you just think magic is pretty neat... There's lots of people who sell wands all over the internet and Etsy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even if you don't want to follow Etsy, there's lots of different sites and or, vendors who will sell you a magic wand. There are sticks in the woods, and you can probably <laughs> buy a pocket knife. Um. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to expect everyone to know how to, like, whittle and also, like, uh, shellac it so that it doesn't, like, rot and go bad. Because that would work. Yes, you're correct about that. <laughs> <laughs> that would absolutely also get yeah. the job done if you live near the woods. And at that touch point, grass, yeah, you can touch woods. I was going to say, at that point, like, might as well make a staff, because staffs are cooler than wands. That's True. subjective. No, I agree is... with it, but it's subjective. <laughs> something, something, magic wand joke here. I'm on yeah, I was going to say, podcast. Yeah, you can also, um, <laughs> you can also, uh, you can, you can skip out on Universal, but you can go to Etsy, uh, you can find people on TikTok, you can go to Hitachi, go to um, <laughs> you can get magic wands lots of places, so. They even have ones that have like those little lump, like the little bumps on them that look like a, like a beaded wand. You could probably buy something like that too off the internet. Um, but yeah. I'm sure for magic, yeah, for, for magic. magic, it'll make magic happen. It's um, not how I make magic it's a specific happen. Specific kind of magic. Specific yeah. kind of magic. The I'm soul. more interested in magical cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a joke with that. That's Magic the Gathering. In magical wood. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, you played some magic. New new oh. cards came out for Magic Gathering, right? Yes, have I ever played some magic? <laughs> uh, oh, the magic boy is back at it again. Oh, yes, I am. I'm very excited because uh, I just got in the new pre-constructed commander theme decks so that I can go... Okay, Eric, back at it again with the commander deck. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a play group. In this set, they released uh, five commander theme decks, one themed after each family from this new set. This family, mm-hmm. th- or this this set that is themed after, like, 
crime families in a city that is under a dome that was built by angels but is currently run by demon crime families and it's all like okay. 20s like themed like crime like ish like art deco the, so basically they were like we're gonna steal fantastic beasties and do it way better yes it's super cool the art in it is fantastic but uh because i have you know five people in the play group we each bought one of the family's decks like based on like there's a quiz you could take online as to what family you mm-hmm. were and uh, we're going to run a, a league, basically, where we play play that deck once a week. And in between weeks, we're allotted $10 to upgrade the cards in the deck. So, uh, like, kind of oh, have, like, fun. an ongoing competition. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, it's like a nice. league yeah. of legends. Exactly like a league of legends. Um, yeah, I don't have, like, a ton to talk about, like, with the, the new set, just because, like, I don't want to bore you guys too much but like or spoil the listeners yeah or spoil the listeners on the the new cards like i being in good with my local game store so the new set actually came out on friday i got my cards a little bit earlier (laughs) um so i was already like opened and ready to go by the weekend and uh they're they're cool i'm excited to build some new decks out of them the uh They've already updated MTG Arena with it all, so like they're all on there for you to play with. I have made a new deck from almost entirely the new set that, so far, is really fucking it's people up. For you. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I stopped. My brain stopped working when you said "opened up and ready for the weekend." Oh yeah. <laughs> and s- bonk, <laughs> bonk, <laughs> bonk. Um. I will like I will like talk about that deck just a little bit because it is very funny how it works. There's one card in the set. It's called Titan of Industry, which a very good name for a card themed uh, like like uh, in like this a robber set. baron card. Yes, like. <laughs> it's an elemental, and it's like in its art, it's like a big like building golem. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Its effect is when it enters the battlefield, choose two, and those things are. Oh my god, I have that card nearby, and I need it now, so that I can read it. So that you can uh, tell us what two things you're supposed to choose. Yeah, you can choose two of any of the following. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Target player gains five life. Create a four power, four toughness green rhino warrior creature token, or put a shield counter on target creature you control. That means you can make it invulnerable for one hit. And I know a lot of this that's is a gonna... lot of different options, right? That's a lot of different options, and a lot of that probably makes sense. And they're all kind of OP options. <laughs> yes, they are. Like just straight up destroying something that like anybody controls, like gaining five life. You five start life with is twenty. A lot of life. You start with twenty life to like give some perspective, like because I know that yeah. not everybody plays this game. But so the point of this deck is there's also a card called uh, teleportation circle, which at the end of your turn. You remove something from the battlefield and then put it right back onto the battlefield. So you can see where I'm going with this, where you get this card out onto the battlefield and then every turn you get to choose two of those things every single time. And just do it again. And do it again and again. Until you win. And basically, you know, like there are four copies of it in the deck, four copies of Teleportation Circle. I've played games where I get three of them out there and then the opponents are just like, I literally can't do anything. Like you just keep bringing it back in and like creating more rhinos and being like what you going to do about my 50 rhinos huh uh, 
It's a very fun deck. <laughs> I hate it when I'm just trying to play magic and the fucking guy I'm playing has, has 50 rhinos. Yeah, well, I'm going to play you with this deck because I want to... Is that I a want, threat? Yes, I want you to see it. I also have all <laughs> of the cards to make it physically as well, so I'm very nice. excited for that. <laughs> nice, Sue. Yeah. Sorry, that was a little bit too in the weeds there, but... That's all good. It's uh, it's fun. Like I, I feel said, like this is where the magic happens. Yeah, the rule is as long as two people on the show can talk about the thing that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and I tried to I try to explain enough about it. You know, like yeah. none of that I hope was too technical. <laughs> Give some context. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know how technical it has to be to be like, oh, here's four rhinos to deal with. Right. It has to be for me to not <laughs> kind of care. <laughs> um. Nice. Nice. No, I want to talk about I want to talk about Misha Collins because I don't know why this is on here, and yeah. I tried to understand it and I couldn't. <laughs> cool, yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> if we're jumping around on the list a little bit. That's part. That's a part, that's the best transition as we're going to get. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Um. It's ex- the the funniest part of this to me is that like Misha Collins has always been like the least problematic of the Supernatural boys. Like again, which is like a bar on the floor. It's like wearing like a like a a suit jacket that isn't black on the red carpet like oh wow like you aren't actively homophobic to the fans (laughs) um but so at a recent supernatural con he said something about how like like he was giving he was like doing an interview or something and he said like oh yeah like i'm all three like ambidextrous uh like dyslexic and bisexual or something like that. I don't know. It was like some like trio of three things. Um, and everyone was like, did, did Bishop Collins just, did he come out to us? Is that what just happened? And then he had to come out as straight on Twitter <laughs> I see. and apologize. <laughs> it was a joke, I guess. I don't know. It's like, it, what, why did like, I don't know. There's never been a situation where I was like in a pinch to make a joke, and I was like, "Yes, and I am gay." (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I guess what it's like that situation of the way I had understood it was like, "Hey, are you um like like Steph? You're 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 tall, queer, and left-handed, right?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm both of those things." It's like, "Why?" I said three things, and one of them you're not that, and then you come to turn like you realize I say like. Oh no, I'm not tall. Actually, sorry guys, I'm not tall. <laughs> I mean, can, can I'm not average tall. Height. You're right. Average no, height. you're right. I'm an average um, height. Um, I, I was just trying to think of three things no, about yeah, you. That three would not three dox generic your life. things that are not doxing me or <laughs> um, and or rude. That's what I had understood it to be, which is giving him the benefit of the doubt because I wasn't there. I just like the idea of someone having to come out of straight because. Like, so apologetically, too. It was just so, (laughs) like, just so funny to me that it was just like, I'm sorry. Like, I have to address to the community. I'm sorry for the harm that I've caused. You know know what? This is exactly what conservatives are talking about. They're just afraid that everyone's got to apologize for being a straight white man. And here it is. Here it is. It's happening. Here's an example. It's happening. (laughs) Well, that's, that's what they apologize. don't know. Misha Collins is the only person who should apologize for being a straight white male. Maybe Sebastian Stan, but it's not all of them. It's just like those two. <laughs> There's a lot to answer for that, Sebastian Stan. 
<laughs> Which, that's just a funny situation. Also, the funniest thing you said was a supernatural convention, and it is 2022. That's, again, one of the most wild things to me is that this fandom has supported, been able to, like, sustain ongoing fandom-specific conventions for this long. Like, even Harry Potter conventions that I know of are starting to, like, fall to the wayside and, like, like struggle to carry like carry the torch forward and a lot more people care about harry potter than about supernatural it has to die eventually right harry potter was like not hostile to its fans at first it was just problematic i think and then it became hostile supernatural from what i understand was hostile to its fans from day one so it's not like they were like no from day one us like, it's fine, we're here. Like, it, it it's is like, no, fuck those guys. It's like, oh, the reason we keep getting renewed? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> we we didn't want to make a second season, but we're trapped. The money's too good. Uh. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's funny. It's funny because, like, apparently, like, like according to, like, the lore, quote unquote, uh, like, Misha was the one who, like, pushed for, like, Castiel to, like, be... Like, apparently he was, like, completely fine with the idea of Dean and Castiel being together. And, like, he was the one who had, like, pushed for Cass to come out as gay before he got sent to super mega hell at the end of the series. <laughs> like, or, like, at least, say, maybe not gay, but, like, in love with Dean. But, like, it's just so funny to me that, like, man, why did you say that? <laughs> Just so that the Larry David Kirby enthusiasm music can play, I suppose. <laughs> but did he make the Larry oh. David face immediately after he said it to the? Ooh, why did it, like no? Because if I feel like if he had done that right after he said it, he would have been like, "Oh shit, no, nope, I just misspoke. That was my bad." Like, right. I meant like biannual or something like that. Like. <laughs> Whatever. So what a does weird bisexual thing. mean that you you like more than one genders, or that you have genders more than once per period? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> is it is it more that is it that there are two genders, or is it that there are two you are only allowed to like two genders per year, or two genders at a time? Like <laughs> the, the the council's still out on this one. Uh, yeah, we're, we're working on it. Like, it's really hard to schedule council meetings, especially in the pandemic. <laughs> The yeah, council. think about if you're pan. That's ugh. you've been having a great time for the past two years. It's, it's been your demic. That's so <laughs> stupid. That's the joke I made. We're dumb people. We're three stupid people <laughs> sharing a brain cell on this podcast. Um, it's my turn for the brain cell. <laughs> no, it's mine. Uh, the 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 uh, the chosen games for summer games done quick has been released. Nice. There's been a bit of controversy around it. Oh, uh, not nice. By by decent people. So unfortunately, uh, like around people said it was around ten, but apparently, uh, only sixteen percent of the accepted runs in GDQ are from non-men. So that's including non-binary people or women. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess how depending on how you want to look at it, it could be a good or bad thing. It's mostly a bad thing, but it's a good thing when you consider that only fourteen point eight submission. Point eight percent of the submissions were from non-men, um, but uh, about a quarter of the accepted hours will have runs from a non-male runner, so either solo, races, cops, or relays, right? Mm. Um, 
and they said you know the the number of some not of submissions a little bit not accurate because it's like the number of unique submitters that weren't he him or didn't have pronouns listed um mm-hmm. so they're they're taking like a conservative estimate um but the director of gdq has come out to yeah that's not dope uh we're not jazzed about that actually uh we didn't do good um we want to get that 15 percent higher next year right now the staff's listening considering options based on community feedback we're, we're continuing to make changes to improve rep um but one thing that they want to say is make sure you're having a look at your own communities in the speed running like how diverse your community because uh some people are pointing out that the submission number is like really low. Yeah, um, that was going to be my question. Was like, you know, uh-huh. th- it seems like if you have if you have sixteen percent of your runs being non sixteen percent of like of overall yeah, if, if the amount of people who applied is the amount of people who got runs, like yeah, or or that because they said it was slightly over because they said fourteen percent. Yeah, fourteen point yeah. eight submissions were. There was fourteen point eight submissions and then sixteen point one accepted, so about like one percent difference. Yeah, it's, but but so like ticky tacky, but they accepted hours. I was gonna say that seems higher. at least that like it's representative of like your what you are being presented with as an event, but that really does more reflect on like well, hey, maybe the speed running community needs to take a look at like how it is excluding or like including people different like people like it's absolutely that what a lot of people are saying is it's not so much GDQ that inspires them not to submit but the amount of harassment that a lot of people will get for submitting a run like because a lot of these communities are very like protective where they get pissy when somebody from outside the community gets accepted for like a gdq or something yeah like if people will get harassed like uh i mean this guy keys run he's like part of the staff he gets harassed a lot for just the way his runs go and it's like mm-hmm. a key's part of the staff guys like if you're gonna talk shit to somebody like maybe don't talk shit to the guy who maybe has some sway that could prevent you from being in it next year like hey this person's toxic i'm not even personally offended but this guy's an ass like but I-, I feel bad for him too but a lot of women are like well for this a lot of non-men are like yeah we get a lot of shit for trying to do speed runs like so is it worth my my mental space to do this like i'll still donate and help out and support my friends but like i don't want to get onto the screen and people are mad at me just for being there right you know? a lot of that yeah, is I just can't like blame them like that's that's trash yeah that's just gaming communities in general and like it's you know it's definitely progressed over time towards a better place but it still needs yeah, a lot of used work to be a single digit number yeah it's double digits now uh so it is really bad um and it's especially bad knowing that they have like their sub series they do sub series all year but one of them is like frost fatales fleet fatales where it's like they're all um uh non-men speeding events and those are good but they're saying those aren't those aren't meant to be a replacement for you know the main events we're supposed to that's just to help promote uh, mm-hmm. our marginalized genders that's not a spot to shove them off the side to yeah it's not like and here's our second class streamers like yeah it's, it's just whatever that means in this situation it just means marginalized groups because there's no uh there doesn't seem to be any evidence because that doesn't make any sense that there is a gendered portion to how well you are at video games other than you felt when you felt inspired to start playing yeah i was gonna say other than like societal pressure as to like it being a mostly male hobby for probably like of the last Since 30 the years, like, probably a good, like, 20 years of it. Like, yeah, that was um, a pivot, I think, that Nintendo made to try to, like, recover from the crash. Yeah. Well, um, I was, I mean, like, it, I think it really only pivoted towards being, like. With the Wii? 
Yeah, probably like probably in like the last ten years, like really. What to, I feel like some of the Pokemon games on like DS. Yeah, well, felt. that that would still be within like the last ten years, you know. Oh maybe, no, I was making the maybe point more, that 15, 10, it was 15 only. Years. Uh, I was making the point that it was like a male centered hobby, like when Nintendo made the pivot back in like the late eighties, early nineties, to yes. try to make it like a boys' toy. But then also they seem to be the ones who started to make more family friendly stuff, which is just kind of yeah. ironic looking back on it. It's like, oops, we fucked up. <laughs> well, the in- industry kind of just ran in one way that like not any one company could really switch it back. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, oh, there's twice as much money we could be making. Yeah. Yeah, I think Nintendo pulled the. Hmm. Well, we're making zero money now. If we can make this a boys' toy, maybe we can make some of the money. And then they realized, but we could be making all the money if we said everyone could play video games. So I, I, it's kind of interesting that way. So uh, uh, good on GDQ's like leadership for realizing they have some issues they need to work through and taking some of the blame, but also saying, "Hey, stop making women feel like they shouldn't speed or stop making non men feel like they shouldn't speed run because we can only work with what we have." Yeah, um, I just was. Yeah, so. I, I honestly do think that like they, they did a very the, the right thing by also pointing out like, hey, like. All things considered, we did a pretty good job, like numbers wise. Of bringing people, yeah, <laughs> like, like we we did what we could with who we had. Yeah, but yeah. um, but yeah, it's like it's it's frustrating how like surprising it can be when a group is like, huh, maybe I am the problem. You're like, hmm, maybe this community is the problem, and it isn't that people aren't interested in this thing. Yeah, like. Now it's just up just to those like, communities to, like, self-police and have to yeah. kind of, like, hope that they do. Yeah, because the GDQ community itself, like, they do a very good job of moderation. Like, it's hilarious when you see, like, sometimes people will be a little shitty, like, in the group, in the in the Twitch chat. Which, it's mm-hmm. a pretty good Twitch chat, because you have to subscribe to even chat. So you have to at least drop that $5. Like, that's your minimum level of entry. So if you want a shit post, it's going to cost you $5. So most people are like, my $5 isn't worth getting banned for. And it's GDQ, it's a positive event. We're trying to, like help yeah. out like cancer research like i don't need to be a piece of shit some people can't help themselves so you see people get timed out for like 10 seconds like hey try not to cuss in the chat or like mm, not you know, that's that's getting sort of like commenting on the streamer's appearance but then you'll see somebody get banned for like six thousand seconds like oh they must have said some actual shit like cause you'll see it pop up for like half a second and then person was timed out so they do a good job of speaking within their community but there's there's all the other communities they have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels so much like, like especially coming from like the publishing industry, like, like guys, like, it's not people of color's fault that they're not in publishing. Like, yeah, <laughs> if you, you want to change that, you can't say like, "Hey, most junior black girl on my staff, like, fix our company." You have to, you have to accept that there's a reason that you only have junior staff of color and do something about it, like. Yeah, I've so it's also, nice uh, and refreshing to see. Yeah, I also saw some um, somebody commented that like one of the Pokemon discords is pretty close to like whatever, not fifty fifty, but whatever like a similar split would be when you count for other marginalized genders. Mm-hmm. It's pretty representative, right? And their submissions were extremely low, so it's like yeah, it's the people don't want to get called out. It's it's not that they're not interested. So people are out there. We just got to build a better world for them to want to participate in. Uh, speaking of building a better world, uh, the Overwatch 2 beta dropped. Uh, this was a very fun week for Overwatch. If you've been huffing copium for the last, uh, two (laughs) years, like I have been, 
Uh, they finally peaked over like 1.5 million viewers on Twitch. Um, and that's accounting for a little bit of fallout of people that were streaming on the Overwatch 2 tag instead of the Overwatch 1 tag. Um, seeing a lot of people, a lot of familiar faces coming back to the scene. A lot of streamers who are, hey, the job is to keep up with the times. And sometimes you're going to have Pokimane and uh, Asmongold playing Overwatch for some reason. <laughs> and both of them being like, we don't know what's going on, man. Like, we're doing our best. But I can't knock anyone for having to chase the bag. It's just... It's what's hot it, right now, so I guess right I'll try now. to play it. Hey, it's uh, it, like it was but, going around Hall Alive too, so you know. Yeah, they were popping up too. So, um, but it was it was nice to see a lot of positivity in the community for about seventy two hours. Um, <laughs> now the people that are hardcore in the community are still positive, but we're, we have moved back to the hopium phase rather than just straight positivity. But we're mostly like fine with each other. Uh, it, there's been a lot of like, press releases and alpha footage dropping, but there was a chance to actually get into the closed beta if you uh signed up for a mailing list from blizzard a couple months ago or uh if you watched streamers on the second day for a total of four hours which was their way of saying if you have four hours between like one and nine uh, to like put this on and make sure that it doesn't that your computer doesn't go to sleep (laughs) yeah put this on turn the volume on and let it sit for four hours which is exactly what i did uh very easy although i had i had gotten in the day before so i didn't need (laughs) to do that but yeah gg easy um but it was really nice to get a chance to play with the new stuff. It was a little bit more developed even than the alpha footage we were showing a week ago. Uh, seeing all the streamers happy to play the game again of all skill levels, really. Um, there's a lot that needs tweaked. Um, there's a lot of opinions going around. Uh, Video Game Donkey released a video that was hilarious. Only had, in my opinion, about three takes that I disagreed with. Um, I th- and I think two of them were jokes from a previous video. And one of them I just not sure how... He was joking that two char- one character was really good and one was bad, and that's the exact opposite that a lot of us go through. Um, but that's fine. That's subjective. And then he said the roll queue system was bad. I disagree with that, but I agree with all the complaints about it. The queue times have been bad. Uh, but other than that, I was like, yeah, this have is... Have they been Final Fantasy XIV uh, DLC bad? Remember Final when... Fan- or when final when Eric was trying to get into oh that like yeah the the wait times into like the wait times. oh no 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 so, nothing no, that bad I, <laughs> I actually had some yeah I had some wait times even just getting into the game but no the, the queue times to play like a damaged character in Overwatch one have been around like ten minutes for a while now just because everybody wants to play those that's not uh-huh. the problem the problem is people don't want to play the other two roles like let's be honest that's that's what the problem yeah is. they don't want is what they don't want to be a support. Yeah, nobody wants to play support or tank in Overwatch 1. Nobody wants to play support in Overwatch 2 beta because there's a, there's a myriad reason, a myriad of reasons, um, a lot of different opinions, uh, but after giving it some time, it's a lot less bad than it seemed. People just need time to adjust, uh, but it's, it's pretty cool. You can you can hear the difference in the gun sounds. There's tons of new voice lines that the actors have done a really good job on. Arissa is basically a different character, like she plays differently and... I think she has a different voice actress, and her personality has gone from, I am a robot, are you satisfied with your service, to answer for what you've done. You're like, holy shit, like, <laughs> how right. bad have things gotten in Overwatch Wakanda since, like, we've last been there? <laughs> um, bad enough that Doomfist changed his whole role because you beat his ass so bad, apparently. <laughs> I guess she has some line, they're like, hey, did you have to deal with... I heard you scared... Doomfist out of Numbani, she's like, it's not hard to scare a coward. You're like, Jesus Christ, calm down. Jesus like, Christ. You need to relax, Arissa. <laughs> That's metal is, what the fuck? I guess, she, yeah. I guess she's a robot, so she is metal. Yeah, I think she's mostly metal. And that's um, why she's a dive tank, right? 
So I heard a lot of bad tanks uh, takes. <laughs> bad tank takes. She's overtuned. Everyone will agree with that. Um, she just has a lot of power, and she's more mobile than she was. AKA, yeah. she can charge at you for about four seconds. That's while she's like spinning a javelin that deletes incoming damage. So she's probably a little too strong. Don't get me wrong. Um, that's a part of what a beta is. Does our system work? Do these changes have at least some semblance of like coherency? Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing like two more rounds of it too. Like this beta ends in like two weeks, which is something that no one's talking about other than people that are like, hey guys, can't wait to go back to old Overwatch in two weeks and we all forget how to play and some of the systems are gone. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I don't love all the changes. Some of them I, I, I personally feel subjectively I dislike. I don't like Sombra's changes because she's more damage focused rather than hacking to piss people off changes. I think mm-hmm. her state now is more healthy for the game overall. I just like to be in an asshole before. <laughs> it was like um, a, it was the 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 power had a character element to it before. Like that's like I am a I am a chaos person. I am a menace. Yeah, and now she still has that, but more of in a way that is useful in the way like that's le- she's less annoying to play against now, but she's more deadly. Um, mm-hmm. So her hack instead of like taking away your abilities for like four seconds. It takes it away for, like, one second, so it's good for interrupting stuff. But it mm-hmm. leaves, like, a debuff on you so that, like, her team can see you through walls for eight seconds. And also, she does more damage to you, so, like... That's a long time compared to her actual <laughs> effect, like, eight yeah. seconds to one second, like... Yeah, and the cooldown for it is not eight seconds long, so you can just keep someone always, like, wall-hacked. Yeah, which like, is... in- unable to hide, unable to hide... Yeah, which is like, uh, this is very good for high-level play, and not that great for low-level play, because people won't listen to you anyway, so it's not <laughs> like it's gonna matter. Uh, but I don't like that as much as, haha, I hacked you, you can't put up your shield for four seconds, better swing that hammer and hope you don't die. Which, admittedly, is not a fun place to be, but it's funny for me, watching a Lucio fall off a cliff, or a Farrah just fall out of the sky. <laughs> but I'll... Uh, there's 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 been some other stuff. I think uh, it's very difficult for supports. Um, the damage characters got like a flat speed boost, like a ten percent speed boost, which makes hitting them a little bit. You have to change your muscle memory. Uh, they can catch up to you and, and get away from you easier as a support. You just kind of feel like a sitting duck. And but also, my game sense is really good, and my mechanics are bad. So whenever I'm playing against somebody at my skill level, I can just strafe back and forth long enough to disengage so that my health starts coming back. I'm like, damn, man, you're as bad as I am. I just know how to not die. I was going to say that, like, a lot of the complaints from what I've seen can be boiled down to, like, hopefully just, like, balance changes in a way. Like, it kind of seems mm-hmm. like like changes in, like, movement speed or, you know, like, uh, the way that, like, certain weapons interact. Like, things like that, like, kind of seems. Yeah. I think there's a philosophical change that's happening. And I think one of the things that people don't consider is longevity of a game. And casual players want the game to be a certain way. Um, Which is something that but, that, that uh, article and podcast that I sent you talked about. Yeah. So here's the, the, the problem with catering to a casual audience is that does make it easier for people to pop in and out of. But like, not even talking about loot boxes or predatory services. If you want your game to have con- action, you need people that are going to stay for the ticky-tacky stuff, right? You want your, you want your Super Smash Brothers melee players. that are going to stay around and figure out how to wave dash, 
Like, the people that are going to play on items on all the frilly stages, that's a lot of fun. I love Rainbow Cruise with items on. I loved Poke Floats, even though computers would never jump off the first float. <laughs> so you had to put the stack, the stock one higher than you wanted to play with and then jump off yourself once to make it even. I love that stage. But when it comes to competitive, yeah, you got to balance for those guys. And I'll find my own fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, with Overwatch, they, are, they have moved it away from spammy stuff. And it's very interesting when people say they like the mechanically skilled heroes, Mm -hmm. but no one ever really gets mad at Reinhardt and Winston, who are, there's tech you can do, but it's not really aim heavy. They're mostly just- Winston's the gorilla, right? Yeah, Winston's a giant gorilla with a cannon that does like a small AoE damage, um, and he puts a shield that's a dome, so you don't even have to really aim it, you just know where to place it. And they gave him, like, a projectile to close the space a little bit more since he's going to be the only tank. But for the most part, if you can't aim, there used to be a whole meme, like, you know, tank main, Winston main, no aim, no brain. Like, that's what, that's what they used to say. No aim, no brain, Winston main. And, it's a, and that's why everyone laughed at XQC. Like, man, this guy doesn't seem like he can form sentences, but he's a god at this character. Um, which was not a nice thing to say, but, you know, I think it's something he even embraced for a while. Mm-hmm. Um... But a lot of people get mad, and some of it's sexism. Obviously, they got mad at characters like Mercy, um, because they were just like, because they don't like women, but also she's a mechanically not difficult um, character. But at the same time, it sucks when you had to play her when she was tuned very hard, because you're like, I guess I'll just stand here right. and dive around so I won't die. Like, I'm not having fun doing this, even though it's the best uh, option. Uh, but a lot of it, no. There's no need in trying to pretend. A lot of it was just sexism and women like Mercy. That's like that's just is a part that happened. Yeah. Um, either playing this new. Go ahead. I was gonna say either way. Like I, it does sound like you know th- there has been a lot of like positive response to it from fans and it, there, yeah the 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 stuff that I had you listen to like we might as well say it was Waypoint's coverage of the um the beta. And yeah. it just seems yeah, I disagreed with a lot of it on the, the on the fundamentals of some of how the points get made. Yeah, it was just also like misinformed in certain specific ways that even I, a person who is not familiar with Overwatch that much, was able to be like, that sounds incorrect, but I'm not certain. <laughs> yeah, there there were a few things, and I I, I don't want to. No, I'm not. I don't want to poo poo no. on a journalist. Um, no, there's some journalists I do want to poo poo on, but I wouldn't do it publicly. Right. Um, but that's not what I'm trying to do here. Um, no, it's, 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 it is interesting and worth looking at that, their take if you are interested in like following the, the discourse around it though. Yeah. I, I think it's a valuable take to hear. Um, yeah. I think some of the, the facts were off, um, and some of the reasons for the balance discussions, um, like, like I said, the facts were wrong. A lot of it's subjective. Like thinking the game sucks now is fair. A lot of people who have been playing hours a day, hundreds of hours a week since 2016 are like, it sucks now with five. And that was my initial thought. And I prefer the idea of having two tanks because that's more synergy. Um, and I felt more just spatially protected when there's two tanks. It also um, does help with that queue issue. Like, of... Because, like, it, from what I understand from what I'm hearing is that, like, tank queues are long now at this point, too, because there is only one sp- spot to fill. Well, it's hard to tell. Because okay. they also made the role more fun. Right, so and more people want to play it. And, there's less okay. things that make it unfun because there's like there used to be montages of a Reinhardt and they had to balance it out where he'd be walking he'd get shield bashed by Brig which was a stun then McCree would throw a flashbang 
at McCree at the time, Cassidy would flashbang you. Then you would, like, Sombra would hack you, so you lose your shield. The other Ryan would shatter you, and it would hit you with a sleep dart. And then you would die, or, like, I didn't play the game for the last eight <laughs> seconds. This sucks, dog. Um, but now the only thing of that that could happen is uh, Anna could sleep dart you if you dropped your shield. She's the only one with that stun. Like, you can't get... And I guess the other Reinhardt could earth shatter you, but there would have to be one there. Sure. And that would be a mind game at that point. I will so say... it was just unfun to... Pl- now it's fun to play like Arisa can run through people. Doomfist gets to jump around. Reinhardt gets to feel like a big, giant German man in a robot suit that he is. <laughs> Diva's cool. Zarya's really strong. Everyone's really good except for Roadhog, and even he still gets to play the way he did. So the role is fun now, and DPS is fun now, and if support's less fun, well... Right. And then there's one less tank, but I I think it's more that the, the role is actually fun now. So they would just made it one tank before and change nothing. That uh-huh. role would still that role that queue would still be like a minute and a half. Cause yeah, everyone would be waiting on somebody who's like, please sacrifice yourself and play shitty Reinhardt so that we can all play the game. I mean, we 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 have this we see the same issues time and time again in uh, MMOs where you know the the cues to get into dungeons are delineated by like the role that you play whether it's tank healer or dps and you know well, yeah the little bit i played I'm like genders. i'm I'm a, yes. I'm a support and i get a game instantly <laughs> yes and like if you're a tank it'll be instant but like sometimes because like a new tank comes out that's really fun like tank cues will actually be somewhat long um, yeah every time a new hero drops that cue is yeah. worse than it was love to tank <laughs> You tanks and I are both. The, uh, <laughs> tanks are the uh, are, are the bottoms of the RPG triangle. Wow. Um, they're power bottoms, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, it's support's fun now. You do have to do more DPSing. But I think that's... I've been saying over and over online that Overwatch 2, by removing one tank and changing some of the stuff, it's exposing people's fundamentals a lot. And that's not your aim or anything. Like I said, mercy... Like, <laughs> because this DPS are stronger and flanking so fun to do the, the supports that are thriving right now are Moira because she has a lot of escape and her weapon has a very it's like a beam it has a very large radius that it can actually hit like you don't have to be pinpoint on your target there's a whole like you can as long as you're close it'll like jump out of the target it's like advanced hit <laughs> scanning yeah it's a, yeah it's it, it's like it's it, it looks like a lock-on beam but it just has a large target that's mm-hmm. it's willing to accept for you it's not actually lock-on so there's her there's mercy because her res every 30 seconds is, is still very powerful and she has mobility lucio because he can just run away in his healing you don't have to aim it it's just it's just a field and brigitta because she's her shield bash doesn't stun but still does 50 damage and knocks you back and her dam her healing as long as you hit something it'll heal in an area of effect so like when you nut in space, it push you back. <laughs> she does it in reverse, though. It's I don't even know how to. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah, all the supports that are thriving right now are the ones who either have some mobility or some way to deal with flanking. Like the and they're all the ones who are the least mechanically uh, strong. Well, it also is, so I, sounds like they didn't I, really change too much of like the the way that supports played fundamentally in between overwatch and overwatch 2 like it, it sounds like the abilities are mostly the same other than like maybe missing a stun or you yeah, know so the only things that changed for the supports we all got a automatic healing passive so mercy who already had that hers just got better which makes her sometimes unkillable unless you're good uh brigitte lost her stun 
I think Anna's sleep dart has like a slightly longer cooldown. Yeah, so that that like, would also it was like twelve seconds. Now it's fifteen. It's like whatever. That I'm would really also explain why it. less people are queuing for it in a beta where they want to test out the new fun thing. So yeah, like there, there's if you want to play support in Overwatch two, you could just play support in Overwatch one. Correct. Like it's, it's it's not that much different. Whereas at least DPS, um, Somber got that rework. Uh, Cassidy has a different thing instead of its flashbang. Um, and Sojourn's a whole ass new character. Ain't nobody got a smoke um, grenade though. part of the other thing about criticisms is i work in lean so a lot of things a lot of times we ask why is this a problem right um and it can be a problem because it's just uncreative if you give me a reason it's fine um the reason it's bad that overwatch didn't have a black woman for so long that's part of your audience that's a major demographic in general they should be represented that's the reason why is there not a scottish guy i i don't know that'd be dope if there was but i I don't it doesn't seem like hey i have an exciting fact Black women can be Scottish. Like, <laughs> I was going to say the Scottish guy. You know, I know, um, a Scottish guy, but like... Well, we, uh, like, the black woman is Canadian. Um, I was going to say, like, if you're French concerned Canadian, about... Though. If you're concerned about, like, like, oh, well, why aren't... Is, there's, a, there's a black woman now, but there isn't any Scottish representation. Like, She could have been Scottish. She could have been Scottish, man. I've got, I've got news for you. She's the uh, 1.5th uh, Canadian on the team because Farrah is half Canadian. <laughs> Um, First Nations, I believe. Um, but yes, there's no. I, I actually was drawn up a concept for a character that would have like a smoke grenade and a cleanse because we need more support that's not just DPS. Uh, that's not just healing. It's been a discussion in a lot of circles for people who want to get better at support. It's like, how do I climb? Like, we keep asking these streamers, how do I climb? How do they climb? And like, oh yeah, we watch games all the time that are gold, platinum, like mid to above average. You guys are healing like crazy but you're not doing anything else. So you're basically hoping that your team can win at that point. And that's not enough to carry yourself out of a, out of a game. And I'm like, that's actually a good point. You have to do more than that. Um, which is why Moira is so fun. She could do damage. Um, it's like me watching, games. it's like me watching people do drafts of magic, the gathering online. And then I go and I'm like, well, how does this make me better? And it's like, well, I now know how to do these things, but a lot of it's luck. Because you gotta get those cards out of the it's pack. about the card, yeah, like, you gotta get those <laughs> cards in the pack, and then when you play them, you have to get them in your hand in the order that is best. Yes. Like, the, in order yeah, think, that will benefit you. I think Seagull said it a few years ago, like, when he was still playing before he came back, is there's three types of games you're gonna get in Overwatch, and you have to just deal with it. 33% of your games, there's nothing you can do, you're going to lose because of outside forces, either one one part of your team or their team is just too good. There's a third of your games that there's nothing you can do. You're going to win, even if you AFK because the other team is either throwing or you have a god gamer on your side. It's that I other thirty-three percent. Accidentally AFK at Pokemon Go raid today. <laughs> did you win? It, we did. Nice. See? See, sometimes you just will win. That last third though is where you actually have an impact, and that's where you have to try to play your best. And is your best putting your faith in the other person's hands, or is it are you taking it? And even a character like Mercy, whose whole thing is giving health or damage boosting are you doing those at the right time are you doing on the right target are you whipping out the pistol when you have your wings out on the right times honestly i think overall it's pretty good uh again it's not as fun to play support as the other roles which i think that's something they need to work on um and the messaging of what this is yeah dog shit people thought this (laughs) is the release of the game it's like, man, I can't believe we waited six years for this. It's like, well, yeah, that would be bad if this is what they were trying to if like. This wasn't sell like as a their really sequel. extremely rough draft. Yeah, yeah, like some of their buttons don't look right. The whole assist feature in their scoreboard doesn't even seem to do anything. 
they had to just remove Wrecking Ball from the beta because he would, like, crash people's games. Like, I don't know what they were doing while that happened, but he would, like, hit you and your game would crash and just kick you out of the game. So, yeah, it's not a finished game. It doesn't even work right. There's it doesn't no even ha- for it, half the characters. It doesn't even have, like, 50% of, like, the advertised thing that they were talking about for Overwatch 2, which was the player versus environment, like, the co-op mode. Like... Yeah, which, they divested those from each other. Yeah, which, call me back when that's in beta and I'll be more interested. <laughs> that's that's what a lot of us want, because the people that are playing PvP is like, yeah, we still want to play the game, please give us some updates, but this is an Overwatch 2, because when this drops, it's just happening. Yeah. You don't have to buy the PvP of Overwatch 2, because they don't want to split the audience. So if you own Overwatch 1, you're going to have Overwatch 2's player versus player. That just happens, that's how it's going to... The thing that you're going to have to buy is the player versus environment stuff, and... Based on the little bit that they've given us before, like in the events, they're really good at that stuff, actually. And we're all like, yo, why didn't you just release this as the first game? That is like something I can give like Blizzard overalls. Like they're good at making PvE content. Like raids in World of Warcraft are generally pretty good. I think that Final Fantasy XIV still does them better, but like they they have that ability to to design good like co-op content. Yeah. Mm. And the first few things they did were, like, like one was, like, a horde mode, one was basically Rocket League with Lucio, but when they started doing, like, the archives missions, like, repurposing the maps to do things, like, here's some bots that you got to fight, and here's some NPCs, and go, like, stand at this point and defend it, like, those were actually pretty cool, and they found different ways to, like, hey, what if we give everyone only a quarter of their HP, but we superpower them up and you still have to fight the same machine, like, that's a nice little twist for this thing. The thing is... But it's not fun for the fifth year in a row. A, I'm tired of shooting robots. A well-developed horde mode could honestly almost completely carry, like, co-op in, like, in a hero-based shooter like that. Like, if you look at, like, games like Gears of War and, like, Halo, yeah. and, and, like, Call of Duty Zombies, like, those oh, things yeah, are, like, Call of Duty Zombies. massively popular. So, like, they That's, could, like, the reason people keep buying new ones. Yes, exactly. So, like, it's, it's, you could easily see them, you know, just actually develop a good horde mode, and it would probably easily, like, carry whatever other content they want to do on Yeah, and they have the that. infrastructure for it in the store, like, with the whole Omnic Uprising. Um, so they're, they're, but God they're, they're forbid they say anything about the story in the story. Yes. Well, that's the thing. That's where the story is going to be. Like, even from the mission that people played back when they first showed this, there was story stuff. Lucio was saying why they were there. I mean, that's where we saw Sojourn for the second time was in a story-based mission. So that's why we are like, oh, so she has a voice and a name now, not just a screen. Which that's last thing I'll say about this a good thing. A good thing that they are doing that because as we know, Blizzard has been guilty in the past of putting the story in outside materials like books, and ain't nobody oh, want to read that shit. They have some good comics and stories. I believe no, it, but you know. My friends, I was with some friends who were like, yo, when did we first know about Sojourn? Was it like back in that one mission? I'm like, nah, dog. It was from the first cinematic when Winston sent that recall out. We've seen her Which picture since her before picture. the game came yep. out. She's always been in Overwatch. So we're like, yo, Blizzard, we don't need you to make a new black woman. We just need you to put her in the game. She has a but voice and a name. But the one you made already. <laughs> but uh, that's all I got. Uh, last, um, if you want to hear my thoughts, I-, I could go on for another 20 minutes. I won't right now. Well, and but, you and uh, I have talked about th- it extensively, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last two things. And they, um, uh, the Met Gala's today. There's a lot of looks. Hillary Clinton and Elon Musk are there. That's something oh, no. great. Um, uh, but there's also some good looks. A lot of a lot of hot um, ladies and dudes. 
Um, the Embracer Group is buying a big portion of Square Enix. That's going to be a big deal coming up. Yeah, I, I can quickly like mention what that actually means. The Embracer Group is kind of like one of these like big investment firms that has been buying, like slowly buying up a bunch of different uh, game companies. And uh, the portion of Square Enix that they're buying is essentially like Square Enix Western Development Studios. So like Crystal Dynamics, um, the, uh, the people, uh, Eidos, who do like Tomb Raider, stuff like that. Uh, okay. So Crystal Dynamics are the ones who did like the um, Avengers game and Guardians of the Galaxy game. So okay. they yeah. aren't losing. So those are popular and they're- yeah, they're not losing any of their like core like final fantasy or like you know star ocean or any of that stuff like they are keeping that to themselves and they we are perfectly happy with the amount of money we were receiving from these yes and i I think a lot of it has to do with like uh the marvel avengers game like vastly underperformed and like crystal dynamic like basically there was a lot of like i think discontent with the way that square enix treated crystal dynamics and eidos and like a lot of their you know western development so like this might be good for them hope it is uh i hope it also means that like square enix doesn't feel like they have to focus on like these two separate fronts anymore uh Mm -hmm. the big things that they are keeping though uh were um oh what's the crap why did i just like completely life is strange they're keeping life is strange within square enix um that's that's money that's money they were like we we want those guys money yeah and on top of it like I think they do a fine job of continuing to produce those games. So, um, but yeah, that, that was the big gaming news that came out today. Yeah, that was wild. And the wicked movie will be split into two parts. Yeah. I saw I, that is all I have on this. <laughs> I, I saw that online today and I was just like kind of boggled by it because like I, wicked is a very large cultural phenomenon. I think in the, like, in the way that it is, like, a more accessible musical theater that, like, like, is good, like, tourist, like, a good tourist watch, like, that kind of stuff. Like, a lot of people are familiar with Wicked who are not as familiar with the rest of musical theater. Yeah, what's up? I'm people. Um, um, but the, um, the, going the, like, two-part route seems just like a bold ask like, I mean... Like splitting The Hobbit into three movies. Yeah, exactly. It fe- that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like, oh, there's so much content to cover here. Like, it feels like, oh, you think you could get more money for this this way, so that's how you're going to do it. Yeah. Like, it just... All I, I know, know... It seems so strange to me. All I know... Especially, like, after the weird casting, too. Yeah. All I know is that by splitting like having a movie and then splitting it into two to make it like be over a longer period of time is that this studio is just dooming more and more high school bands to playing the soundtrack from wicked is their concerts like i had to Uh do for three years in a row (laughs) (laughs) yep yep that's good right more kids having to learn the words to for good for their graduation ceremonies Uh I did. More people are going to get the chance to defy gravity. I didn't have to learn the words. I just had to play the tuba. Yeah, so that's we an interesting dis- choice that I'm uh, yeah. looking forward to seeing play out and see how that happens. Hope it so. goes better than The Hobbit. That's a, that is, that is a, 
uh, uh, we've been talking about low bars. That's a pretty low bar. <laughs> that's a pretty low one. Yeah, so on the, the low bars note, shall I do the social media business? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's Go all. I, I don't have much left. <laughs> it was great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks yeah. for having him. It was, it was great, yeah, to, be great here. to be here. I was in a good mood. Uh, I, I felt I felt energetic this week. Maybe it's because I saw Spy Family yesterday. But <laughs> you want to hit the people with the social media biz stuff? Yeah, so if you want to find us on the internet, you can do that. We are on Instagram at, at Character Reveal. We are on Facebook at Character Reveal. We are on uh, let's see, we are on Twitter at Character Rev. That's Character R-E-V, two R's in the middle. Um, we are um, individually in a lot of places. Um, we are... Eric is Tindy Losi on anywhere he wants to be found on the internet, which we may which may have gotten lost in the uh, the weird back and forth we had <laughs> at the beginning of this. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Phone call. Um, we're we're excited to have him here. Um, and then Dom is brother Dom anywhere he wants to be found on the internet. I'm Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hella Steph on Instagram. Um, you can find our podcast in your browser at Characterville dot simplecast.com or listen to it in the podcatcher of your choice um just search for character reveal um and you know if you are using something like apple Podcasts that lets you give a rating and a review it would be just so fab if you did that um and if you have any critique you'd like to give us that doesn't fit in that comment box or like you just want to say something in private? Uh, we're characterreveal at gmail.com. Hit us up. Yes. And also, yes. we uh, we have a cool sponsor. Uh, sponsored yeah. by Grinding Coffee Company. They make coffee for gamers, streamers, and the like. Uh, and they've been never so kind as to help us out with our, our silly little endeavors. Uh, so if you follow the link in our description or go to Grinding Coffee Company, uh, you can use our offer code CHARACTERREVEAL for 10% off. That's... Uh, character reveal uh for all 10%, one word all one word uh, for 10 percent off and you know that's that's great because they have coffee in all your favorite formats that's grounds that's beans that's k-cups uh you can get that uh just directly into your body just 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 enjoy the beans um the uh whatchamacallit my mom ordered some just recently so we got a whole sampler today from her let's see lovely excellent. little gift yeah it's good stuff uh i, I I've, I've had it Several times, and every time I've drank the coffee, it was like ah, delicious. Um, so if, if if that's not enough to convince you, I, I don't know what else that we, we could say. It, it's ten percent off. That helps us. That helps you. That helps them. Grinding Coffee Company. Check them out. But Heck yeah. with that, uh, that listeners, note. thanks so much for listening to another episode of our fun little podcast. Uh, the world is often a terrible place, so take care of each other. Do what you can in your community. Uh, do what you can to look out for each other. Um, Try to have some fun when you can. That's what we're here to do is help you feel a little bit better. But until next time, see you later. Bye. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.